Hey everybody, welcome to The Dance Up, where we are shining the light of cultural competency on dance and healthcare to promote better communication and care. I'm Dr. James D. Walters, Doctor of Chiropractic with Pinnacle Hill Chiropractic. And I am Danielle Lydia Sheather, Assistant Professor of Dance. So today, what we're going to be doing is talking a little bit more um, in this series about um, dancers' experience with healthcare and injury. And today we have a very special guest, um, Nova Gaffney, and I'm going to let Nova introduce herself. Take it away. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, like she yeah. said, I'm Nova Gaffney. I'm a dancer in Rochester with New York State Ballet. Great, wonderful. Well, thanks for being willing, you know, to talk about injury and things like that. Sometimes I can, you know, lead to some like, oh, I wish these things could have gone better or things like that. So we're really, really, really grateful. So I think yeah. first, let's to go ahead and just start us off with, you know, what your injury was, how it occurred, those kinds of things. And then, um, yeah, I think James will take it away. Um, so I... In back in, I think it was October, I was in the studio um, and a little just having my own kind of separate time. And I was actually just marking things. And I ended up coming down on the side of my ankle and I sprained my ATFL. So that was my unfortunate mishap there. But Great. now were you coming down from a jump or from a rock? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that was specifically during like Nutcracker when you were rehearsing it. Yeah, it was. We were in the middle of Nutcracker. I was supposed to be um, dew drop and then we had the fall. But eventually <laughs> I ended up making it. We did make it to Nutcracker, but the whole process in between. Was- sure, sure, sure. I bet. Now, did you know immediately when you did it that it was like, oh, yeah, something's wrong? Or did you keep dancing on it? Like, how did it? Uh, no, I definitely, I knew something was wrong right away. It was one of those where you go down and then I was like, I can get back up. And I went to get back up and I was like, no, I, I can't get back up. And I, James was in the other room, thankfully. And I was like, can somebody please go get James? Like I need, <laughs> I need someone to look at this. I need to know what's wrong. And initially I thought it was broken. So I was just really hoping it wasn't, you know, worse than it was, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so James, talk to us a little bit about what ATFL is for our audience members. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, yeah, for context, I was uh, in the other room because I'm the ballet master for the uh, company. So, yeah, we were literally rehearsing, I think, like party scene or something. And then uh, one of the other dancers comes in and is like, uh, you need to come here quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when Nova had basically rolled out her ankle, so ATFL is like the signature ankle sprain for dancers. Um, it's the only ligament on the outside of the ankle that supports the ankle when you're in releve. All other ligaments are taken out functionally by how much of like that point is happening. So when you're on point, especially the ankle is at its least stable because the ATFL or the anterior talofibular ligament is also the weakest ligament in the entire ankle. Uh, and it's the only thing providing support. So Nova had gone down and then Initially, we were kind of looking at it and we decided that the best thing because you couldn't walk on it was, okay, go to emergency care right now and let's get like x-rays, make sure it's not broken. Do you want to kind of go through that whole process and all all that happened and how you felt Nova during all that? Because you you basically got in the car with one of the other dancers and they took you and then we... I was behind finishing up rehearsal. So I did end up going to an urgent care facility. Um, they weren't, they were very nice to me there. That was all fine. Um, I ended up sitting in the room waiting for my x-rays for four hours. So that was, that was horrible. Cause I just wanted to know like what was wrong because my initial thought was right. I'm going to get these x-rays. If they tell me it's not broken, 
in my dancer mind, I was like, I'm going to get back in the studio. Like I'm going to make it to Nutcracker. Like I want to do this right away. Um, they ended up taking the x-rays after the four hours. And then I had a nurse practitioner come in and she told me that they didn't think they saw anything, but they wanted to send me to an orthopedic because there was like a small gap in the x-ray somewhere in my foot that they were kind of concerned about. So that's why they initially wanted to send me to the orthopedic doctor. Um, so that was all that really happened to urgent care. And then I ended up getting my appointment with ortho the next day. So, you know, I think let's just touch on the four hours, right? And what happens in a dancer's brain when that happens, right? Yeah. So four hours for anyone is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Knowledge that like, wow, that's that's hard. And it's COVID, right? Finding some grace and, and dignity and, and respect and all of that as well. Right. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit in your brain? What was, oh man, like I could or I can't, or I could, and you go back and forth, right? Yeah, you just kind of sit there. And at that point, because, you know, it is COVID, they're not letting people in the rooms and everything. So I'm just sitting in this room by myself, just thinking, I'm like looking at my foot and it's this big swollen thing. And I was like, there's still rehearsal. Like I could be spending this time watching rehearsal. Am I going to be able to go back tomorrow? Like I just, I, it just feels so helpless because when you don't know, you, all you want to do is know. Like, even if it's not the answer right. that you're expecting, you're just sitting there like, I just need to know because I, this is what I do. This is all that I live for really. And I just want to be able to get back in the studio. One of the things we were, uh, we had like talked about when we went to uh, urgent care or when we were sending you to urgent care is I was like trying to prepare you as much for like the process because a lot of the times as was my experience and you know eliza we talked to uh you know during the last episode uh they don't really walk you through the process so like you're kind of just left like what am i doing next what happens so i was like okay you're gonna go there you're gonna wait a while <laughs> then they're gonna do x-rays they're probably gonna tell you a kind of answer and set you up with an appointment with the ortho <laughs> and it's because yeah a lot of it the the scary part is like even like emergency care uh or like the, you know the uh after hours type of care like most of that is to triage like really bad things so even when it comes to like a broken ankle most of the time they're not always the most able to like make those diagnoses because when we saw we saw those x-rays um i even said i'm like yeah that looks really weird but it's it's actually an illusion it's something uh, in radiology we call a mock effect where depending on the, how the ankles rotated because your ankle was in pain obviously they're not like the technically perfect angled x-rays when we got them. So bones overlapping on bones make things look weird. And so you have to kind of know, okay, that's weird because her ankle isn't in the position it should be because it hurts and she can't move it. So that's kind of like the thing where I was anticipating they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to send you to ortho because we're not sure. That was the scary thing is she yeah. came in and she was like, I don't think it's broken but I don't know if it's broken. So you're going to have to go to someone else at another day, could be five days, and then you'll find out if it's broken. And I was like, ah. Yeah, and I think right. that's important for dancers to know that like, the, like we often don't know what the process is, right? And then we don't know. Um, you know, how x-rays can be affected by the angle of an, an, an ankle, right? And of course that makes sense, right. but if we're not mm -hmm. talked through it, we, our brains automatically like just are like, okay, is this a career ending? I mean, like I know for me, I'm like, okay, it's a career ending injury. It's like, I immediately go there. Right. I don't you know, like, <laughs> immediately go to the process. I'm like, nope, that's what it is. It's gotta Good. be that. You know what I mean? And we always have that, that like emotional response because as you said, right, it's something that is a part of our identity. It's not something that 
you know, oh, I, you know, I'm, I, I do these things in my life and they're great and they're wonderful. But for a lot of us, it is a part of our identity as well. So yeah, yeah. thank you. And I did like young dancers listening, man, that's a normal reaction of like, right. whoa, I'm going to, my brain is going to explode in these four hours. Right. <laughs> so, right. 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 It's, it's definitely, it's definitely something that all of us have gone through at one point or another. So then, so you were able to get in the next day to the orthopedist. Yeah. Thankfully. Um, I called right away and I was like, hi, you know, I just went to urgent care. They referred me. This is what's going on. And they were able to get me in the next day to see a sports specialist. And in my mind, I was like, oh, that's good. Like, they're going to be able to help me get back to my job. Um, So I went into ortho the next day and I ended up going back and seeing this doctor. And I told him a bit about what was going on, told him that it was you know, I was a professional dancer. This was my job. I needed to get back. And it kind of seemed like that just went right over his head, like not right over his head, but just that he didn't seem to care. Like he was, you know, I'm not coming in as a football player or a basketball player that needs to, you know, play. So to him, he just kind of, I think, treated it like it didn't really matter and kind of just said, okay, so you're going to spend this next month in a boot sitting down, can't walk on it, can't do anything. And then after that, you need to spend another three to four weeks in physical therapy before you can even try to go back to dancing was the answer that I got from him, which was um, pretty much unexpected because we did find out it was not broken. It was just sprained. So. Right. So like soul crushing, right? Just like what is happening? And then you, you know, you're working up towards a performance, right? So it's like, it's not just it happened in class. I don't have a performance coming up for six months. It's it's kind of in the immediate. Um, so you're touching on a couple of things here. One of the things that I hope that this podcast helps make people understand is that this is our livelihood, right? Like people can yeah. make a career out of this and not dancing equals no money, right? Like there that that correlation does not often happen, um, especially as, as I've gone to doctors as well. They're like, oh, well, you teach now, so it's okay. And I'm like, no, no, it's not <laughs> no. actually okay. Um, you know, and I right. perform. So I think um, there's something there that there's that piece that's missing for sure, that somehow we understand that football players, basketball players, like sports play, even, and even when it isn't their livelihood, it's a little bit more respected or understood. Mm-hmm. But so one of the things that you're touching on is this idea of like, how, okay, if I don't dance, I'm not making money, so I can't pay rent or I can't pay whatever it is. Right. And everybody's circumstances are different, but um, there's that livelihood piece. And then the second piece is it's a sprain, but let's take the most aggressive measures possible. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that is also kind of um, upsetting and frustrating, right? right? So James, do you have any advice around that or for dancers, yeah. but also for maybe practitioners who are listening? Right. Like, and that was kind of the, the craziest part. Like I remember because if, if you saw the ortho the next day, I want to say you maybe saw me the day after that if yep. not the same day. Cause it was, it was like, it was boom, 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 on a Wednesday. I saw the ortho on Thursday. I saw you on Friday. Right. And I remember you came, well, you had texted me immediately after the ortho appointment anyway, and basically said, so this is what he said. I'm in this really big boot. And basically it boiled down to, is this something you agree with? Is this something we're going to have to do? And I was like blown away. I'm like, wait, wait, what's the diagnosis? <laughs> and and specifically, I mean, because we talked again about it a little bit with uh, Eliza and her um, her knee injury. Like, so there's grades that they assign to like sprains and ruptures and whatnot. And they had they had graded this the lowest grade ankle sprain. 
Like, it, it was just a very common, simple ankle sprain. And, you know, the reason she couldn't walk on it immediately following, it was mostly because of swelling and probably nerves. And after that, you were walking fine. You, had, I think even that night you had taken the boot off and said you're walking around and like it's tender, but it's otherwise fine. So I was totally blown away when she had come in and said that. Yeah, like they were like, yeah, a month of nothing. And then it was like three to four weeks of hydrotherapy. For those who don't know, that's that's rehab basically without gravity. And it uses water effectively to do that. So it's a very, very gentle version of rehab and then normal rehab. before. So it was effectively 12 weeks uh, before she could even consider really getting back into dance. And Nutcracker was, I think, maybe eight weeks away at that point. And I immediately was like, yeah. And I was immediately like, no, none of this makes any sense. We're going to ditch that whole plan and we're going to start rehab literally today. And I think we were adjusting and working on like the soft tissue stuff. And I think maybe not the first appointment, by the second appointment, we were already in the rehab gym downstairs doing full, like full range of motion movements and and, like strengthening exercises. Um, Yeah, it was so weird to me, especially that a sports doc would use such an insanely aggressive especially in a, in a city like rochester and this is something that kind of kills me is that you know you're never going to run into a professional nfl player in rochester the bills have their own team they're in buffalo they're not in rochester we don't have a professional team but like you said daniel like i have like high school athletes who receive more we need to get you back on the field now care than dancers who are professional and are doing this as their career and are paid doing it it was, it was such a weird treatment plan for me well, and I think too, like we also have to respect that like, Rochester has a huge dance scene. It's a big dance scene. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not like this tiny little one company or something like that. There are like, there is a need, right? Um, yeah. and that, that gets, that gets like stressful. And, um, you know, it, 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 um, it is frustrating to know that um, when there is uh, companies and when there are companies there, when there are um, there should also be resources to some degree. Right. And we can talk about how companies, yeah better to hire right like we're I at least I'm coming from a generation where companies didn't have I mean I think on my very first tour I had a a massage therapist sort of physical therapist it was in Germany so their um, care is a little bit different Um, but that was the only tour that I ever 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 had someone on tour with us coming on the bus with us all the time to make sure we were like in tip-top shape so we can talk about that in terms of funding and all of those things. But when we go to a doctor, right, we go to an orthopedist and, and then you're like sports. Yes, this is going to work. Right. And then it's like, right, right. Just kidding. Um, it just gets <laughs> more frustrating and more and more. Um, it, you know, I've seen dancers just get so um, depressed and so just frustrated that they're like, OK, I guess I just have to listen because I'm not the authority in the room. And they might not have someone like James in their, you know, in their um, what do I call it? Like network of care. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about um, if you know if you if you care to just like the like what you were doing in rehab to sort of start to strengthen it. Also recognize like folks listening. This is um, this is Nova's case specifically. Right. So we're not going to go ahead. And be like, oh, I got this this exact same sprain. So I'm going to do this exact same thing. Don't do that either, guys. OK. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think the first day. I think that one of the first things that you had me do was squats and lunges, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first things that we worked on. And then after that, um, slowly going into like, you know, 
two legs, plie and releve, just in parallel and then in first. And then once it started to get a little stronger, I think by the second week, we were doing single leg, plie, releve, plie, releve, and then just releve. And then just a lot of like balancing. I could not balance on it for the life of me. It just wouldn't. Right. And that was, that was when probably one of the most annoying parts, but we started, you know, balancing on flat using the balance board, them trying to go up to releve and just things like that. It actually, I mean, it worked really well. I am very, very grateful to have someone like James here because I actually, um, sprained my ankle, not as badly in my senior year of high school. And I was competing that year. We had youth America grand prix finals in a few weeks. And that I, it was, I had a similar experience with my doctor there. And then I ended up seeing another chiropractor there as well. That helped me a lot. So it's, I'm just very grateful to have people like that in my life. Cause I think without that, it, it's just kind of seems really helpless. I just don't want to go to the doctor because I don't want to know that I just have to sit. I just want someone to be able to help me get through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that daunting experience. And what, so it sounds like you started first on a flat, then on releve, then on point, right? So we've progressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We started in sneakers and then yep. worked our way to flat shoes, point shoes. Yeah. So James, what about functional movement for recovery? <laughs> you want to talk yeah. about that? <laughs> I feel like, you know, yeah, so- touched a little on this, right. About how she felt her physical therapy was to get her back to a mobile human being, not a mobile right. dancer. So a little bit about like how we use functional movement that exists in our, like in our spheres as ballet dancers. And then it would be different for modern. It would be different for, right. Like Talk to us about right, how right. you recover or how you treat using those things. <laughs> right, right. And and that's kind of exactly the the goal. So, you know, in school, you, you learn like the general formula that works for whatever you're rehabbing is first you need to restore mobility. Then you need to work on strengthening for everyday stuff. And then you go into how do I strengthen for specific things they do. Um, so for athletes, that's return to sports for you know, construction worker, it's carrying heavy, you know, tools, whatever it might be. Um, And that's exactly like how we start. So we start with the least aggressive approach on our ankle. So the most stable, so a really good shoe. And we did all our rehab there. As we were strengthening, we eventually stripped it into flat. So just being barefoot or in socks. And then we progressed into the actual point shoe, taking it to where it's the least stable again. And yeah, the whole time, like, yeah, those first couple exercises were very much restoring motion, like general ankle stuff, like general plie, releves, double legs, single legs. I give that to practically every one of my patients with ankle issues or ankle weaknesses, because it's just going through the range of motion. We also did, you know, we did like sickle and wings and point and flexion with TheraBand resistance. We did a bunch of that to start off, uh, which again, would have been weightless. So that was taking the weight bearing out first, then weight bearing and going into plie releves on the leg. We did some stuff on, uh, we eventually progressed to the point where we we're doing box jumps. We were doing lunges with like kettlebells. We were doing single leg hops where you would hop as far as you can and then land in a plie, stick it, and then kind of come back to a neutral position. Um, so all of these things are challenging. And basically all of that is slowly strengthening the joint and then mimicking like petit allegro and adagio. So, you know, when we did the balance board stuff at first, it was just balance with your ankle. But by the end, it was like balance and passe, go into some small like dev, uh, developes, you know, en quoi while I'm throwing a ball at you. Because the last phase is not like dodgeball throwing the ball. She was catching it. Um, <laughs> not just whipping the ball. <laughs> uh, develop a higher. No. Um, yeah, because the last phase, too, is that neurofunctional recovery. So 
the way the brain interacts with the muscles, when you sprain the ankle, the brain starts sending signals to the ankle differently because proprioceptively, which is the brain's ability to detect where joints are without seeing them, it's trying to compensate for that sprained ankle. So one of the things you have to recondition the brain is like, no, I'm going to go through these proper movements. And when you're in rehab, normally you're really focused on it. So you're like, okay, uh, engage my core, straighten the ankle, stabilize. So one of the things we do is we take like a ball and we start playing catch with it. So now your brain is focused on catch the ball, catch the ball. So the body has to more naturally say, okay, I need to take this proper movement and, and re bring it back to my subconscious. So I'm not compensating subconsciously anymore. And then, you know, you throw the ball off center. So they're really now focused on catching the ball in different places. So the brain is, so you're retraining the body to ignore that injury. Um, and like, that's a long process. And a lot of it gets missed in rehab of dancers because at best, what I'll see is a lot of times they'll, what I do, what I call rehab, the normal person in the dancer, they'll get you back to being normal. But then when you go back into the dance room, uh, the studio, you know, you're like, oh yeah, my ankle doesn't hurt anymore in parallel walking around my house, but you go back into, you know, turn out position, first position, do a play. And you're like, oh, that feels like garbage because nothing's been done to treat the ATFL in that position under those stressors. Right. Yeah. And I love that part of it. Cause I do, I see dancers who are often afraid to come back to so do yeah. you think that that neuromuscular like repatterning of the brain helps for that like almost fear it's almost sometimes you know yeah. it definitely hurts right we're walking around in parallel we're we're human beings we feel fine we do something and turned out plie diplope whatever grand plie something like that and it hurts what about when students are like i'm just even afraid to do that because that's the right. thing that that was like the that was the trauma that happened right do you think that well and i think thing helps yeah. And I think one of the best things you can do as a provider in the office with any patient is if you can make them do something at the beginning of the appointment or the beginning of the course of care that they can remember not being great, then do the care. And then at the end, have them redo it and see and feel the improvement. Like, I think that does a lot. Like we miss that a lot, even, even as you know, in physical therapy and chiropractic, we miss that a lot. We, uh, you know, I'll talk with docs. And one of the things we don't always do is, you know, we might say, oh, an, a person's neck is stiff. We'll work on the muscle, then adjust them. And then we don't have them like sit up and, and always turn side to side again to say, oh yeah, that feels better. We're just like, does it feel looser? We don't like show them. So I think like one of the things to do is yeah, having, you know, when Nova would come back in week after week, after we would always check in after those balance board exercises and be like, how does it feel today? And there were, I mean, no, but you can speak more to it. Like there were day, days where we had setbacks where it was not as good. And then you kind of like measure that ebb and flow as it's slowly trajectory upwards, hopefully. Yeah, there were definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, times where, you know, we would do all of the exercises and I would feel like, okay, you know, it's getting better. It's been this amount of time. And then I would be like, you know, actually it's not really feeling that great today, but we just, right. I think, I had with the care that, you know, you were giving me and the exercises that we were doing, I think I had more confidence than I have with injuries in the past. Like even the same ankle I sprained before, I just didn't right. have as much of that, like, Oh, it's going to be okay. Like I'm doing all of this and this is good for me. Like I just had more of that confidence this time around. And I was like, you know what, today I'm going to try to jump today. I'm going to try to do this. And it just, I don't know. It really, <laughs> it was good. Right. It was really helpful. And even though there were those setbacks, I knew that 
what we were doing was what was best. And I had the confidence in the care that I was getting. And that's what pushed me, I think, to heal as fast as I did. Yeah. And you're, again, you're speaking to two things, right? The ultimate ability for your network to care for you as a human being, right? To get you back to what you need to get back to. And then the other thing too, is this idea of, um, you know, these, these exercises to help build, but that, that we're not just climbing a ladder, but that some days it will go down and that honesty that you have to bring to it. Right. Um, and one of the things that I like in our last, um, podcast, one of the things that they said was, uh, that Liza said, um, she said, you know, I just always, I, I, we come from a culture of if I tell somebody I'm injured, I'm in trouble or there's a yeah. fear of being in trouble. Right. So can you speak? And it, it's, I, I assume particularly in the ballet world, like, you know, that happens a little bit more often than it has, you know, in other fields. And that's a conversation for another day. But was there any of that attached this time to this injury? Or did you more feel like I want to get back? I want to do this thing. And I feel, you know, like I'm ready now. Not this time. I, I do know what you're saying. And that has happened before where you're almost, you know, you want to kind of hide how you're feeling and just push through it because you're afraid of that, like, getting in trouble or being told, you know, oh, well, you have to do it anyway. Um, but I am actually in a place where we don't really have that kind of environment. This is actually, I was very lucky this yes. time around um, mm -hmm. with the environment that I'm in and the way that we're treated. And it was very much understood. And I think my directors and me, we just were more focused on like, let's get this better because if it doesn't heal properly, you're right. going to have problems down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like you have a positive culture, right? And I want to be like super clear that like these places exist. They might be few and far right. between right now, but like the, I feel like the industry is changing. I really, really, really do. I think, I think I want to like, I have, I mean, it's COVID, so I have to focus on hope. Like I have to, <laughs> right. I, I really do. And it's so, it's so wonderful to hear these stories about like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And in this case, it actually was different, which is so important for for folks to understand, right, that we we are um, we are human beings and we do this thing that not a whole lot of doctors understand, but that we can find a network of care to to boot. Like you said, I I love what you said about the confidence to come back, right? Yeah, um, that's incredible. That's wonderful. Um, well, and with dancers, yeah, like the thing I've always said is like I'll, I'll tell other providers when I like teach classes about it is like dancers want to get better. I mean, uh, like Nova's experience with this, it was like. She was dead set on like, I'm going to do do drop. Like it was an important role for her personally, but like, she was like, no, we're getting back. And so like, I feel like providers will under, like when you were in the office with the ortho and they were like, oh yeah, 12 weeks. Like that's devastating when your mentality is like, no, 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 I'm going to, we're going to do better with that. Um, yeah. Or like, you know, I want to get better. And they're like, no, 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 just sit and do nothing for her. like, that's so defeating. So like, if you like four dancers in that negative environment, like it becomes like isolating because you have your providers on one hand telling you you can't or shouldn't. And then you have to potentially hide things from work because you feel that they might take it out on you in certain environments. So it's like this isolating, like where do they turn to? And it's like, that's a big problem with like the gap in communication and skill set between like providers and the, like any performing art, but specifically dance where like from a biopsychosocial model, that's just wreaking havoc on the psyche of like the patient. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love, but I'm so grateful that you were able to, you know, come back and then talk to us a little bit about like 
first time out on that stage you're doing dewdrop what was that yeah that experience like yeah that was we had um that was the like second grouping of shows so we had done a show the night before where I wasn't dewdrop and that one went well you know I just had to do core stuff and then Saturday morning I come in and I'm ready to do it and I did a matinee and an evening show of dewdrop that day and I got through the matinee and I was like James like I did it it was amazing like um I was so happy and it I could feel it's starting to slowly like grow and swell, <clears throat> sorry, for the evening show. And I was like, I got it. Like, I'm still going to do it. It's going to be fine. And I, I made it, I made it through both of those shows that day. And just the joy of, especially after, you know, this was the first Nutcracker on stage in front of an audience since COVID. And yeah. so it was like that both of those things combined. It was like, I made it through the injury. I got on stage. I survived. It was painful, but ballet is always painful. So um, (laughs) it was fine. Uh, And just being in front of that audience again, I was just so happy. I'm a very um, stubborn person. So when I walked out of that orthopedic with that boot up to my knee, I was like, I'm not going to let this defeat me. Like I'm going to make it to that day. And it was just, it made me very happy that I was able to. I bet. I bet. And talk to us a little bit about how you took care in between matinee and evening. Um, I actually, um, James was there again and he very, (laughs) very grateful for that. He adjusted it during the shows. I rested it for a while, elevated it. Um, I didn't ice it obviously because I was going to dance again that day, but we did those exercises again. And then put a little tiger bomb on there and went back out. Yeah. 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 So again, this idea of like, I'm seeing it swelling. I could ignore it. I could not tell anyone I could go ahead and get that feeling of joy back, or I could do the things that are going to set me up for, you know, ideally success. Right. It's just Um, important to take the time for that. Like being able to have the time for that is very important instead of just trying to oh I'll put a sock on so no one knows it's swollen and then I'll go back (laughs) and we like it's we're all laughing because we've all done it like we've all you know yeah yeah I remember when I was in college I like my shoulder like no one knows what happened still I have no idea what happened I like hid my arm in a sling in a huge 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 sweatshirt and then when I went on to dance I was like I'm good I'm good I'm good and I would just go back I, like I'm not I did I could and my teacher obviously figured it out because he was like why is she and I'm like oh, it's fine fine I'm fine so we've all done that <laughs> right it was Mr. Bill so yeah hey Mr. Bill what's up uh, oh, wow. um, yeah no he was like something's wrong with you and I was like I know I, right right no one can tell me what's wrong so I was just like so frustrated with it that I just ignored it right Um, And so I think also taking that care of like, okay, no, I, this is happening. So how can we get through? And so I guess a follow-up question for you is um, cross-training. How do you feel about like continuing one to, to keep the ankle um, in check? I'm going to use the word in check. Um, But then also in terms of, do you feel like, cause you said this is the second time you sprained the ankle. Do you feel that there's some cross-training that could be added or has been added to your regimen since? Definitely. I'm definitely doing more now. I've kept up all of the exercises and rehab that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's helping me just become stronger as a person anyway. Um, the last time I did this, I definitely was not on top of it as much as I was supposed to be. I was a lot younger and it just wasn't really connecting in my brain. I was like, I need to do ballet to get better at ballet. You know, I didn't have like 
in my mind that actually, no, doing these exercises is what I need to be doing. And I've been doing that a lot more and it's helped me heal faster. It's helped me become a stronger dancer just in general. And I definitely think that keeping that up is something I'm going to continue doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it just sounds like there's so much confidence in there now, you know, that like you can over, it can be overcome. Right. And again, I'm not arguing that it's not difficult and I don't want to, you know, I don't, that sounds like very, again, with that pandemic lay on it, right. You, it was the first time you're going to be performing in front of an audience in a long time. And that part of our identity too is important to us. Um, yeah, I think I just thank you so much for, 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 you know, sharing your story. And, and I hope that it, this is an inspiration too to younger dancers who are, you know, it happens. It, we, right. it, we, this is part of the thing that we do, right? Um, and how we take care of our bodies and, and how maybe practitioners can understand that it, it is a livelihood situation, right? Yeah. Well, I think too, uh, like Noah had said, like the model of having, I would love to see, because I think we talked about this in episode one, um, I would love to see more companies doing that, bringing healthcare providers in like every every team, every team in the NFL has uh, a doctor of chiropractic, has a physical therapy, a doctor of physical therapy. They, you know, they have these like resources when someone gets hit on the field and they hurt their ankle, they're in the back immediately getting looked at. Mm. Like, I would love to see a world where companies have that, where, you know, where I was in the back rooms and whatnot, able to like look at dancers when something was going on, if they had injuries, like that I think also adds like a level of security when you're performing and you can have something looked at when you have a question of like, wow, that didn't feel great today during my variation. Is anything going on? Yeah. You know, when James, you're speaking to this, you, that then builds like confidence. It, it, uh, I won't, I'm not going to say it erases the fear, the culture of fear. Cause I do think, you know, there is some kind of culture of fear um, attached right. to sort of dance and, and what it is to get injured. But it's certainly if there's visibility of folks who care, who are there to care for you, um, that certainly, again, will elevate confidence for sure. So one last follow up question, Ova, with uh, and I mean, we've kind of talked about it because, I mean, ultimately, I think your experience ended positively where, you know, you, you got better and got where you need to go. But kind of reflecting on back that initial going to urgent care, going to the ortho in a perfect world, what would you you know, cause a lot of what we talk about is how, what things can we change to better communication between providers and dancers? What, what, what is a version of that that you would have liked to have seen walking into those appointments? I just wish that the more providers understood that this is like very important to me. This is my job. This is what I do. I don't just sit at a desk every day and there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just, my life is different. And I feel like that doesn't really connect for a lot of people. I think ballet and dance in general is something that not a lot of people outside of it understand or really seem to care about. And I just wish that that was focused a little bit more on I wish that they understood that you know I have to get better I can't just sit down like how can you tell me to get better like if like I said before if I came to you and I said you know I have this big football game in a couple weeks how can you help me get better I feel like they would give me answers but because what I do isn't really understood by a lot of people they just kind of brush it off and pretend like it doesn't matter and I just wish that there was more of an understanding or even more of a time to have a conversation of so what is it that you do can you show me you know is there a video like if you don't know anything about it and then maybe then they would be able to tell me 
you know, a better answer instead of just, no, just sit down. You're fine. You don't need to do it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. You, you know, it sounds like a willingness to learn, like a willingness to actually get to know your patient and not, not like, hi, my name is, but (laughs) what, what you do. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, honest to God, if a doctor ever asked me, can I see a video of what you do? I would be like, here you go. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I would just, you know, I try everything to try and get better, you know? And I think that you, wow, that's awesome. Because I think, oh, sorry. Sorry. No, you're fine. I'm going to the doctor knowing that I don't have the knowledge of my body that they do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it would be helpful if they wanted to have the knowledge of what I'm doing with my body so that they could help me get better, you know, because I'm trusting them because I know that they know more about my body and how I can fix it and what's wrong with me because I have no idea. And then they don't really want to know why I need to get better, you know? Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and the, that's like the big thing. I always wrap up any lectures I do for providers on dance care, uh, about is that unlike any sport where you can watch this, but like, you know, what the linebackers job is in football, you know, the mechanics of what they're going to be doing. They're going to be taking hits. They're going to be doing X, Y, and Z with dance. There's too many styles, too many techniques, too many different interpretations of choreographic expression. Like I tell them all, like you have to watch examples of what they're doing. You have to let them show you, you have to watch performances. You that has to be a part of care. Like you would have to research and look up something. If you came across a condition you weren't familiar with, that's your research with that patient. Because if you don't see that, there's no possible way you can prescribe a recipe approach to dancers because every body's unique and every movement style is unique. Like that has to be a part of healthcare with dancers period. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to end too. Like, you know, like we have football, we have soccer, we have, you know, all, all of the sports combined, but I feel like sometimes dance just gets lumped into this one category and it's like, right, oh, dance. Dance. and it, but like yeah. those branches of like what we do are so vastly different that the injuries are going to be different, right? There's going to be an exponential amount, amount. And then what rep is asking for now, right? Some dance companies are doing, you know, an oh, yeah. piece and then they're also doing do drop. Like they're, you know, like they're yeah. doing different work yeah. and our bodies need to be able to, to adjust to that in a way that is um, healthy and um, provided for. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's an awesome. Yeah. We are different. <laughs> we are unique. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, um, are, do you have any final thoughts, Nova or James? I think we pretty much summed it up. I think we hit on, uh, hit on every part of it. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, Noah, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your insights with us and your story. Um, again, I hope that this is like inspirational to all of our young dancers listening, but also to our practitioners, um, just as a way forward, a way through, um, this is just one answer. So again, dancers don't, if you injure your ankle, let's not go ahead right. and take the same approach because that uh, you should go see a doctor. You should go do all of those things. Um, but, um, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. You can follow us on Instagram and tune in for more critical conversations conversation shortly. Um, we also absolutely have to thank our collaborators. So our music, comp- uh, the composition was by Alexander Osman and our graphic design is by Dr. Kelsey Elliott. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Nova. Thank you.